0: Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Spiritual Nomad podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, this is another intuitive teaching. I know we've been doing a lot of these, but I've just really been excited about this. I've just been excited about what God is doing and just how the divine is revealing so much. And I would love to even do these almost daily, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see if uh, you know that takes up the uh, the feed here too much. But just want to invite you today. Uh, into this, and so I've been. I was posting two a week. Uh, I'm just doing like one a week now because I'm preparing for some guests to come on the show. So um, don't want to get into much of a two of these a week rhythm. If that makes sense. Anyways, let's read uh, today. Intu- today's intuitive teaching comes from the teaching of Sylvanus. Once again, a few weeks ago we did this teaching. So this is from the Nag Hammadi scriptures. Uh, these are scriptures that were found in Nag Hammadi Egypt back in the 40s around the time that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. Uh, You can listen to an earlier episode um, off to Life After Death I think is what it was called or um, I don't know I forget exactly what the (laughs) if I was really good I would know I forget exactly what the video podcast name was but about I don't know three weeks ago I did a uh, a intuitive teaching from this same book The Teachings of Sylvanus. Sylvanus was a uh, early 1st century, possibly 2nd century uh, teacher who was very influenced by Stoicism uh, as well as Gnosticism, but did consider himself a Christian. He definitely uh, take has taken a lot of influence from the writings of Paul. He even references Paul a lot in this. So he even says, you know, uh, according to the statement of Paul, um, so he definitely affirms his Uh, Pauline-ness, for better or for worse. uh, Can I get an amen, right? Uh, But this one sentence really sticks out to me. Um, It really is something that is uh, really deep to me. It it definitely spoke to me on a core fundamental level. I've actually read this same verse or sentence. Uh, I've been reading it over the past few weeks as just a sort of meditation. Um, So if you want to get yourself into a meditative state for me to just read this over you, we don't really have a whole lot of time to to create the space for that and to hold the space for that right now, but maybe just a quick deep breath in. (sighs) Just ready to receive a good word in your spirit. Here's the sentence. For worship of God... Is something that comes from the heart, and worship of God from the heart characterizes every soul that is near to God. Worship of God is something that comes from the heart, and I think what's interesting is, especially because Sylvanus is so much, uh, he's so influenced by Stoicism and by the philosophy and intellectualism of this Greco-Roman world, yet he makes the the recognition that true worship doesn't come necessarily from some sort of rational mind he even says over and over again about the rational mind he's very influenced by this sort of intellectual rational mind that was very popular in this time but i think what's interesting is even though he states that even though he is almost obsessive in some verses about being a rational person, he concludes at the end of this segment that worship of God is something that comes from the heart. And I think that's something that is being reawakened in us as people. Divinity has its home, has its place in our heart, in our soul, in our essence, in our being. And I think for far too long, being a Christian and speaking to Christians, if you are one, that we have been influenced in our faith tradition for so long by intellectualism and having to rationally prove our point. But here's the thing, friends, there is nothing rational about, necessarily rational, about the Christian faith in some ways. It already assumes the premise that we are pretty fantastical in some ways. If you want to look at a very uh, you know, orthodox, I don't want to say orthodox, even evangelical understanding, that seems to be like people are obsessed with apologetics and all of these, you know, intellectual things. Like, you believe that a guy was born from a virgin, and he went around and healed people supernaturally, and he turned water into wine, and then he died and came back to life. Let's be honest, nothing about this is rational or intellectual at all. It is faith. It is something that is super-national, that is super-rational, and so just want to make that statement that Christian friends, we can certainly have rationalism and intellectualism and appreciate science and stoicism, and I certainly do all of those things, absolutely, but we have to know that when we come to a place of acknowledging the divine in a deep state of worship or better worship, giving worth to the union of spirit and me that communes with the God, the most high. When we come to things and topics, I don't even want to say topics, but when we come to, to things like that, we have to understand this is a matter of the heart. This is a matter of the soul, of spirit. This is a matter of faith. And so even we can appreciate that, just like Sylvanus appreciates and talks time and time again about the rational mind and how the rational mind does please God, we have to understand that it all culminates and really begins and ends with the heart. For worship of God is something that comes from the heart. And worship of God from the heart characterizes every soul that is near to God just want to finish with that every soul is characterized by the heart by the heart coming close to God in worship we cannot not be characterized and changed and transformed we cannot not have that happen when we draw near to the heart of God By means and method of our hearts being opened to God. And so I want to submit to you today that the reason why we see so many folks who don't seem to be transformed beings, awakened beings, enlightened beings, or close to God, or people who have been reborn or born again or born from above, as Jesus would say, the reason that we don't see that is because oftentimes we are not highlighting the priority of our heart being drawn near to the divine by way of worship. And I don't just mean like singing songs, I mean like a constant sort of heart-centric lifestyle, a sort of rallying around the presence of the Holy Spirit, of the divine, of the great God, of whomever and however you would like to to qualify and classify that for your comfortability. We have to understand that the centrality, the core being of who we are, is to enter into that state of honoring what Christ is in us. Worshiping that nature that God has given us and gives us to enable us to commune with him. That is the way that we are transformed and we become characterized by that. we become characterized, become different transformed people as we worship God from the heart, that that characterizes our soul. And so if you want to enter into a different state of being, if you want to be a different character, the way that we do that is by means of drawing near to the divine in the heart space. And so I don't want to dismiss the rationality or the intellectualism. By any means. I think scholarly things are good and needed and necessary. But if we can't rest into this presence that allows us to be characterized and transformed in the here and in the now, then all of that is, frankly, neither here nor there. And uh, it reminds me, I was with some friends having coffee, and we're talking about how this sort of new... Uh, wave of Christianity, this new wave of church is emerging, and we were talking and one of the gentlemen, uh, one of the gentlemen that was sitting with us, amazing guy, he, he's still a little hung up on a little bit of like, uh, well, what qualifies it, right? Because he's like, well, we're, we're in this process of figuring out what these new Christians, what these new, what this new church that is emerging, what do they believe? And he's like, because you got to believe something, right? And I was like, well, I wanted to be gentle, but I was like, it isn't as much about what we as a tribe believe, but who we be. Because believe, be, leave, is to who you live and to be. That is what to believe is, is I am living out a sort of core being. So let's actually forget about what we believe. That's the result. That's the outcome. That is the the thing that happens because of this place of being. And so I want to invite us actually into a place of being and allow our life to define what we believe. Because the reality is when we just stick to intellectualism and rationality and Christianity, we have statements of belief, but we don't actually be and live into any of that. And so we actually believe things far different than what we, believe on paper, if you will. And I believe, <laughs> funny, I believe, I actually do, because I live this out and I talk to people and people don't like me in Christian circles because I talk about this sort of thing, right? Uh, a friend was like, wait, the spiritual nomad is a pastor? And I was like, yeah, you know, and he's like, dude, <laughs> I would have never guessed from the Instagram profile, you know, but it's because i live in a particular way of being, of just inviting people into wholeness and liberation and whatever that might look like. And I think that is a good thing to believe. I be that. I live that. I invite other people into that. That's my character. That's my nature. That's who God has made me to be, is to create space for people to be so that then God can form into them some sort of belief. And so that's my invitation. To be characterized by your Being, and allow the spirit of truth that will lead you into all truth to qualify what you're believing Mm, so good these are intuitive teachings i don't have notes i'm riffing hopefully this is speaking to you in some way i believe that it is um, and i want to pray this over you to receive it so wherever you're at if you're listening to this if you're watching this Take a deep breath, receive this Spirit of God, I pray for my listeners or watchers that right now that they would be released from any sort of belief that would keep them from being in you and with you. Lord, I pray right now that our hearts would be opened to your presence. I pray that our Hearts would be open so that we can be characterized by you, God. That Christ in us, the hope of glory, can come alive by the awakening of the core essence of who we are. And I just pray right now that every single person would enter into that space with such grace and humility. And that they would receive your being. Awaken us, O oh God. Allow us to be born from above today, God. Allow us to see you and to bring worship into our heart, to heal the places where that word might be a little triggering. That we would just understand that that is a thing of worth. It's worship, worthship. And we give worthy honor. To the divine that is in us. That's namaste. The divine in me recognizes the divine in you. And God, right now, we recognize the divine in us because Christ in us, the hope of glory enabling us to be unified with you. We love you. We ask for more of your presence, Lord God. Amen.